Hello everyone, welcome back to Behind the Tune, back at the inaugural People's Party Festival with Western Sydney's own Daniel Tonic. How you going mate? Good man, yourself? Good, how's it, be, how's it feel like to play at uh, the inaugural People's Party Festival? Dude, it's amazing, um, the boys have done a really good job setting all this up, the whole crew. Um, I was saying to them yesterday night, we're walking in, um, the feeling you get walking into a festival, hearing the music in the distance, uh, the nervous, the butterflies. I'm like, I haven't felt that in a long, long time, but walking into the festival last night and even today, man, I'm just like super excited to be here. So, And even to be on the lineup, man, it's just, it's an honor. Definitely yeah. an honor. What was the last festival you attended? Awakenings in Europe. Fuck, that's... Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. That was, um, that was last July, I think it was, yeah. And I haven't been to a festival since. It was like, that. it took the energy out of me. So my first festival back in Australia... Here. That's awesome. It's, it's awesome to be Especially back. Especially down, down in like west, southwest Sydney, west Dude, Sydney. Ten awesome. minutes from home. It's yeah. the best thing ever. <laughs> I was going to say both of us are locals here, so yeah, it's it's been awesome, hasn't it? All right, I've got a couple of questions lined up for you that I want to ask. So the first one is: describe your music journey to all the listeners. My music journey. It's just that. It's just a journey. <laughs> um, man, I started DJing when I was. 13 years old so we're back in 2009 um it was my little escape during school and stuff um my dad was a dj so he but naturally you used to watch him on the turntable so i i naturally picked it up um after that i just stuck at it for throughout school uh picked up producing at the end of year uh, at the end of year 11 i did it for my major project in um school uh music and multimedia and then after that i just I decided this is what I wanted to do and I've been producing since 2012, DJing since 2009 and it's just, it's been a hell of a journey. It's taken me overseas, which has been amazing. It's taken me across all of Sydney and it's, I'm really grateful for the opportunities that have come up during my time as a DJ and producer. What's the biggest lesson that you think you've learned in that, in that span? Biggest lesson? Um, definitely staying true to myself. Um, back in the day, maybe like early 18, 19 years old, I was always about playing for the people, um, playing um, what the people wanted to hear. It was all about the bangers and whatnot. Um, I took a step back and realized, you know what, let's put a bit of what I want to do, um, even into my productions as well. Uh, being true to myself, true to what the stories that I want to convey, especially, you know, in production or even in a DJ set, I consider it a story. You want to, I want to tell a story. Um, so being true to myself, it definitely um, helped to build a, a new audience in my own niche with my own specific genre. And it's been amazing just sticking to the idea of being true to myself. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. That's, I think that's really good advice. I think, I think everyone, the consensus is staying true to yourself. It's yeah. hard to stay true to yourself. Definitely, though. definitely. Yeah. Especially in, in the ever-changing industry. Yeah, sure. You want to sort of try and stay um, as relevant as possible and sort of st- staying true to yourself might mean that you need to step off what's hot and what's um, actually popping at the moment. But um, like I said, it, I stuck at it and it's, it's been very rewarding. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, you mentioned that your music journey sort of taking you overseas. Last summer in Europe, you held a residency at Mykonos Boat Club. How did that relationship sort of start and how did that opportunity to play at that, to get that residency sort of... Funny story, that one. Um, the boys and I, we went on a uh, boys trip to Europe in 2019 and we're sort of pre-planning what we were going to do in Mykonos. And uh, one of the boys found this party. They were like, look, it's 90 euro or you can drink. Uh, let's get some tickets. We're like, no worries. Um, as a joke, they said, Daniel, why don't you try and um, see if you can get a, a set? I was like, look, what's the worst they're going to say? No. Um, so I hit them up, sent them a few mixes. And, and I said, look, I, didn't, I don't want to get paid for it. I just want to have an opportunity to play. And 
we um they said yeah no worries um we all rocked up played like a three four hour set and it was such an amazing vibe we had the boat rocking completely and um after that they offered me a contract for residency since 2019 so obviously covid took that away from me in 2020 2021 um but it did return back there in 2022 um to resume the residency and it's been ongoing since so you've been doing that since 2022 now so yeah, two been, years. Yeah, every year since. Are you doing it this year? Uh, probably not this year. Well, depending how we how it goes, I'd like to. Um, but I, I spent a lot of time in Europe last year, and it just cost a lot of money. So <laughs> for sure. I was there for about three months, so I think I might want to just dial it back this year. Focus on the production, focus on the music, and then go back next year. Mm. How does sort of like obviously that was more of a like you know, Mykonos, Greece. How does that differ to Aussie crowds? I think with an Aussie crowd, you sort of know what's hot in the Aussie clubs and you know what, how to sort of work a crowd and, and still keep it to your own style. In Europe, um, you're dealing with a whole bunch of different nationalities, especially someplace like in a place like Mykonos, you've got people all over the world showing up to that one spot. And so you're dealing with like Italians and Greeks and Croatians, English people. So everyone has very di- different sort of... Um, what that what they what they like to listen to, especially the Italians on the boat. They love you know their their reggae and their um the the Spanish music. So I sort of figured out a way. How can I incorporate that, but staying true to my style? And we go housey, but we throw in the bit of the Latin, and it works. I, I'm a, I like to make sure that everyone's having a good time. So yeah, it, it is a bit of hard work just because you're dealing with a lot of people that you've never met before, and you know what's hot in their countries is different to what's hot here. Well, speaking of back local in Australia. You're the head honcho of Area Collective. What is Area Collective and what were your motivations for starting it? The Area Collective, um, it was just a bunch of mates wanted to get together and throw a party. This was in the middle of lockdown. Um, We were pretty bored. We we decided we're like, somebody needs to throw a New Year's Eve party. And so we went to our mate. He's got a nice shed out here in Western Sydney. And we're like, dude, look, throw some cash your way. Can we throw a party? He's like, yeah, no worries. Um, It was just a bit of fun just so we could, you know, enjoy ourselves you know we've been stuck in lockdown we didn't expect it to become as big as it has has become in 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 the last three years it's it's been crazy so it was just started off as a bit of fun then we saw a massive opportunity that you know there's no other events in western sydney especially in house and techno so we took the plunge and we threw we've thrown two mini festivals uh sorry four mini festivals and um we hold a we were holding a monthly residency at whiskey tango doing our boiler room sessions last year which was crazy because we managed to get um our first international headliners come through and like i said three years ago if you ask if you asked us if we expected it to be as big as it is now we would have laughed in your face especially the idea of having internationals in western sydney it's crazy so how, how's the crowd at the area collective the crowd's pretty good um like I was mentioning to you last night, um, we didn't have anything house and techno in the area prior to the area collective. So we could have easily gone down the whole route of we'll play what everyone wants to hear, which is Western Sydney. Everyone knows what Western Sydney loves. They love their, they love their bangers. They love the hard style R&B. It's your standard Western Sydney sort of uh, stereotype. We said, no, we love house and techno. We're going to jam it down everyone's throat until they learn to love it and that's exactly what's happened so we've got a whole bunch of western sydney house and techno lovers who've never been to a rave scene before you know finding our events who now come to these things like people's parties and you know we're seeing i'm seeing a whole lot of our 
crowd go to events like All Friends and Raw and they've sort of opened their mind to more opportunities in house and techno so yeah the crowd's been pretty good for, for, for that just us uh, having us as sort of like your teachers so like area click is more of like sort of like a gateway yeah for the west of sydney to get into like the the broader techno exactly right yeah yeah. that's i think that's really awesome as well because as you said uh i think techno and house is lacking in western sydney it was it It was it was now it's not now Now it's not hopefully people follow your footsteps hopefully you've like sort of paved the way for future collectors to 100 percent. we've noticed we've seen um even the uh the young blokes from shed again who have been running on this property for almost a year now um same sort of concept they they're young boys at their 23 24 started when we started when we're that age and same idea just wanted to boot wanting to boost house and techno in these suburbs and um a lot of the a lot of those guys said you know if it wasn't for area collective we would have never had the idea to throw events out in western sydney because everyone sort of focuses on cbd and sydney and whatnot so it, it, it is pretty good feeling having you know those guy, kind of guys come up to you and say hey thank you for paving the way so yeah. now let's move on to sort of your production so you've you mentioned last year that you're releasing a new album easier yeah. than words when can we expect that full-length album well the full-length album we're probably going to put a two-year um time frame on that one um mainly because um it's been a bit of back and forth with labels um it was we sort of come to the decision that um at this moment in my career, it's probably too early for a full-length album. Um, so instead, we're going to release uh, mini EPs, which essentially covers the whole album anyway. So over the next 18 months, I've got six of the originals coming out um, across two different labels. I can't really say much right now, but um, some pretty cool labels that have taken the music. Um, and then once the uh, singles are all out, um, I'm going to self-release the full album as is um, with all the tracks that didn't get picked up anyway and then do a sort of one-track album, maybe on Spotify, maybe on SoundCloud. So it's, go- it's going to come out eventually, but sort of sporadically. And it probably works out better in the, in the terms of marketing and reaching a broader audience. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's been awesome talking to you. Thank you for sitting Thank down with so me much, at the People's Party Festival. Hopefully everyone enjoyed that chat with uh, with Daniel. Perfect. And everyone from Western Sydney can appreciate what he's done for the scene as well down here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thank you everyone for listening.